It's one o'clock. This is the lowdown driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Are the guys looking for our next goalie the same guys who picked Jack Campbell? Not meant as a slight, just a question from Rob. Give or take. There's a new guy at the top, a new CEO. And so one assumes everything's different. And we also know just the nature of things. A new manager means that he might not listen to the same people with the same degree of uh, of importance. So all of those things will come out in the wash, as they used to say. Um, I, I Our next guest is Bag Milk, and I have to start it by treating him like a hostile witness. I hope he doesn't mind. How are you? You good? I'm a little shell-shocked like the rest of weather sounds no. right now, Al. I, uh, I, I mean, everybody knew, I think, going into this road trip, there were some tough teams that they'd be going up against, but um, I, I don't know that I would have ever expected three losses to come in three distinctly unique ways, and all of them were equally painful. So a, a little bit stunned about what's going on right now. Yeah, I picked them to go 1-3-0, and but not this way. You know, I, I thought they would be structurally sound uh, and lose, you know, one goal games, but not a get out to big leads. And then last night, it just it was like it, it, it was like one of those things where where you're you're in a situation and you keep trying to make it better and it gets worse. It's what you're, like watching a stand up comedian really do poorly at a club. And it was uh, I, you know, at some point in time, you go, God, this is really bad. I feel bad for these guys. And I also thought that Broberg being benched was, you know, a bit much because Cece was just skated by his mark and the guy who ended up scoring a goal. Yeah, I, I mean, I do find it interesting that Broberg was recalled only to play 517 last night. It was one of those things where, you know, I think there was some fingers kind of pointing at Woody before he got removed from that position where I go, well, what is Broberg doing around if you're not going to play him? But then new coach, same issue. So I'm just curious what's going to happen there because he played, you know, one third of the next uh, of, of the next defenseman's lowest minute, which is Cody Cece at fifteen oh seven. So uh, I'm just I'm surprised by Broberg not getting a chance, and understandable uh, given you know there's some mistakes, but ultimately young players make mistakes, and you got to kind of ride them through it if you're going to play them. Otherwise, I don't know what we're doing here. Either send him back to Bakersfield where he can actually play, or is he going to be a trade chip on the way out here? when whatever happens next. So it's really interesting to watch the Broberg situation. I, I, again, I'm very, very surprised that this is how it's played out so far. Um, Never really would have expected Broberg to be this limited in terms of his contributions on the ice, but especially the limited opportunity he's gotten so far. Does Frank, has he abandoned the orders so he can improve his record? Well, it's a fair question because he did pick the Panthers he did pick the Hurricanes, and of course, Frank's picks that he has won both of those. He is now 8-10, and 10, so his record is starting to crawl back towards 500. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, dis- it's distressing to see my dog, my very loyal dog, pick the opposition to win um, as often as he has lately. But at the same point, um, he knows something. Clearly, and uh, it's working for him. So, if you are putting a couple of shekels down on what Frank is selecting, you're 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 getting close to breaking even again. But um, yeah, I mean, even Frank looks like he's he he doesn't want to do this anymore because he knows he's going to break my heart. So I feel for him, but 
he, he's just doing what he's supposed to do, and that's picking winners. Well, he also he looked very sorry. He looked like a, he was he was he felt bad doing it, but he and he I mean he didn't make any mistake. He didn't he didn't waver at all. He went right for it. And I, you did a lot of camera work on that. Is that you who does the does the camera work? Yeah, I gotta I gotta make sure to get in real tight. He's very very handsome, so I need to make sure people know the focus that's in his eyes. And like you said, he did yeah. look like he was sorry to be delivering bad news. But like any good friend, he's always gonna give me the truth. Yeah, they they did the same thing with Elvis. They just had him right because the hips move and everybody gets overly excited. So you gotta you gotta have the close ups of Frank, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I've talked goalie trade. I, I know Ryan Rashog's out there saying that Patrick Maroon uh, should be, or at least that type of player should be coming in. What, what do you think? What do the Oilers need, in your opinion, Bagmill? Well, I think that, you know, trading at this stage of the season, November 23rd, we're talking, is going to be difficult no matter what position you're looking at, whether it's, you know, you want to get a goaltender, which I think the Oilers really very, very much need, though I do see some of the insiders thinking that Jack Campbell will be recalled soon. He did have the 30-safe shutout down in Bakersfield the other night, but I don't know that that's enough time and enough success down there, but I think that whether you're looking at the goaltending or the defense, it's not going to be easy to make a trade right now. So I think if I'm going to make any move, whatsoever it's kind of trying to get between the ears a little bit and just kind of release the pressure release the valve that's going on right now like i'm thinking about tomorrow's game against the washington capitals it's a one o'clock start we know how it is generally played in matinees it's not going very well but i think the messaging just has to be you know what go out there and have fun go out there and enjoy the game you're playing and the results will come or they won't you're going up against alex ovechkin he's a hall of famer he's a cup champ he's a legend in this game Go enjoy the moment, maybe. Because right now I see a group of, of young men out there that are gripping the stick and white-knuckling their sticks, and it's, it's really causing some issues in the execution. So while we all want to see trades, and I do too, um, to answer the question directly, I think that we need to improve the defense a little bit. I, I'm looking at last night's box score, and I see you know Vinny DeHarnay playing 16:49. That's more than CC and Kulak. I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. So I think my first order of operations would be the defense. But in the short term, the more realistic one is I think we need to release the pressure valve on these guys and just go out and have fun. And you know what? The results are going to be what they're going to be, but go and enjoy the game for a minute because you're seeing some young men on the bench and on the ice that the shoulders are slumping, and I'm not pretending to be a body language expert here by any means. I'm not trying to get into that, but what you can tell from just the human nature of what's going on is they're all playing really, really tight. And I think the first step has to be just getting a little joie de vivre back in their game right Whoa. now. Whoa, that's the first time that's been said on this radio station. Well, I think we need it, you know? I think we need it just to get back to, you know, the back in the days where you're you're playing for orange slices and things like that. We need to we need to break them down to zero and rebuild it back up because right now we've got some guys who are very, very tense. Uh Bag milk, using the big words and going outside the language to do it uh, on the Low Down with Low Tide on Sports 1440. I'm, I'm starting to feel, not badly, but but I'm feeling empathy for Chris Knobloch. He replaced a, replaced a wildly popular coach, and this yeah. is tough trade. This is a tough schedule, and they are not doing well on the road. And I, I, I'm not going to say it's wearing on him because he just started the, 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 the role, but he's supposed to come in and have answers. And right now, those answers are not working. It's a tough spot for him because Woodcroft was popular. And if this goes really sideways, this might be a fairly short uh, first uh, round with coaching career in the NHL. 100%. I feel so. I, I personally, and I still do feel like firing Jay Woodcroft this early was a mistake. However, I do 
want to give Chris Knobloch the the fair shot he deserves. And ultimately, he came into an impossible situation. The expectations in the city are sky high. But I don't begrudge a man like that for living out his dream. I don't begrudge a guy for looking at an opportunity with the Edmonton Oilers to coach in the National Hockey League and taking it, thinking he can make a difference. Of course he's going to do that. He believes in himself. But right now, I think the messaging from Chris Knobloch, like, I know they're according to some of the media that's on the road, they're they're having a pretty tough practice today, a very detail-oriented practice, and I like to see that, but I also think some of his messaging should be, like I said earlier, just, guys, we just got to go out there and play a little bit. We got to go out there and have fun. You're going to make mistakes. Nobody's going to get in trouble for it. I'm going to roll the lines. Let's start getting some people feeling good about their game, and then maybe the results will follow. But I'm with you. I feel like he is in an impossible position right now. I, I feel like this. I was just say this, and I know I won't be right, but I think that that if 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 the Edmonton Oilers make the playoffs, they're going to be a massively hard out because the, to go from the depths here and to go from what happened in Vegas to having a, any kind of a shot in the postseason, they're going to be unbelievably tough to beat if they get there. Oh, absolutely. The resilience it will take from this group to climb out of this hole. I mean, they need a cherry picker at this point to climb out of this hole. It's so deep. Mm -hmm. So if they can actually get themselves back into contention, that is going to take a whole lot of urgency, a ton of resilience. And you're absolutely right. You know what? It's just kind of like kind of like the Florida Panthers in a very, very small way from last season where they were the last man in. They, they kind of snagged the last spot on the last day almost, and they rode that wave all the way into the Stanley Cup Finals. Ultimately, they lost in the finals, but I think the point remains that they were a group that was playing loose, they were playing some good hockey, and they were resilient, and it paid off in the playoffs when the pressure cranks up. So if the Oilers can turn this around, and I believe they do have the personnel, if there's anybody that can do it, a team with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on it is my pick. But, uh, yeah, I think that they're going to have to summon something from the depths to make that happen because this hole is deep, and it is American Thanksgiving, and we've all seen the stats about what that means when you're on the outside looking in. I know you don't have your M truck to kick around uh, during today, but are, is anybody else paying any attention, or are they all? I feel like Kennedy's the only one who works there. Yes, that's right. Kennedy, we have her doing everything from A to Z. Um, we are all sitting and wallowing in our own sadness right now. And I think that uh, we need Kennedy to really raise the tides. Mm-hmm. We need her to lift everyone's spirits. And she's doing the, She's giving it the old college try. She's doing the best she can. She's doing Gord's work over there, isn't she? Oh, the best. Yeah. The best. So how do you, because I don't know about your site, but my site gets like triple the hits when the Oilers are bad. And whenever the orders are good, people are just damn happy and they walk around smiling all damn day. So it's, it's a weird thing, right? Like uh, this is, this is golden times for, for us, you know, in terms of people visiting and paying attention to what we do. But as a, as a fan of Oiler fans, I'd like them to be happy. Is that the way you feel? Yeah, and it's the exact same thing, too. OilersNation.com is absolutely slammed with traffic right now. Misery loves company, and unfortunately, we're all in this together. But, yeah, I would much rather that we're all high-fiving and I've seen jerseys out in the wild. I haven't been seeing any car flags. I haven't been seeing any jerseys. I'd much prefer that. This city is a much happier and more fun place, and the Oilers are good. And this one is tough. I mean, Al, we've been around a long time covering the team and in the blogosphere and kind of walking through different eras of what's, what's gone on here. We both covered it through the decade of darkness, but this one is different. This one feels different. The expectations were very, very high to have the results go the way that they have. is just, it's almost dumbfounding. Yeah, I, I, 
I, I was talking to Almeida last night. Um, I, I thought he lost my number. I'm going to have to block him. But he called and I answered. Uh, and he, he was just talking about the, like the, the, what to do now. And his, his suggestion was just to simplify it and make it really like, you said fun, but I think his, his idea wasn't necessarily fun just to make it very elementary and, and almost to back to the basics and, you know, I think you have to build up, even though it's November and your season ha- is bleeding away. Uh, but you've got to start from somewhere. And, and, you know, if there is a rock bottom, maybe today's it and you win it against Washington and then the road trip doesn't look quite as bad. Is that sort of what you have to take out of today? Yeah, unfortunately. You have to just kind of get bad. Like, nobody's having a good time right now. So we need to get these boys just playing a little bit looser, a little bit freer. I think that some of the mistakes they're making, they're playing not to lose. They're not playing to win. And I think that that's, a, you know, that's something that's going on between the ears. And I don't blame anyone, too. When the results are as poor as they have been, it's hard to be like, all right, gang, let's get up and go and let's get after it. But unfortunately, I think that the best way around it is to have a little bit of fun. And remember, you're playing the National Hockey League. It's a privilege. And you got there because of hard work and skill. And you remember that a little bit. Maybe watch some videos from the happier times. Maybe put on some tunes, you know, have something going on. Change the day, change the morning routine or something yeah. just to kind of get a little pivot, a little half turn something different than what they've had because what's gone so far isn't working. And ultimately I think that the best thing they can do is just get back to, like you said, simplifying it, breaking it down and maybe going back to some childlike memories of just having fun playing the game when it wasn't always so stressful. So you quoted a little bit of tub thumping in there. Maybe we should all just listen to that song. Listen, I drink a whiskey drink, I drink a vodka drink, they're all going down, and we'll see what happens next. You know, sometimes you got to blur the memories, and that's where we're at right now. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, there you go. There he is, Bag Milk from Oilers Nation. The month, uh, the month, the Toronto Maple Leafs have recalled Alex Steves from the Toronto Marlies, good player. Uh, John Klingberg has been placed on LTIR. So. So, that's Chicago getting some cap room. That's the Leafs getting some cap room. Well, good gosh almighty, who's got to get rid of some cap? How how will this work? Oh, don't worry. Ken Holland never makes a deal with Chicago. Oh, wait a minute, he has. Oh, wait a minute, he has. What's the last deal they made with Toronto? Trade-wise. I know they've been stealing their free agents, but... Was Martin Marinson a That's trade? the name I thought, you know. <laughs> I was, really Martin was there Marinson. a trade with the in the Chiarelli era? I don't know. Usually the Chiarelli era trades were paying for Chiarelli trades. They have to give bad draft picks to Boston for hiring the fired general manager. Not that anybody's bitter about that anymore. Yeah. You know, I... I I get a lot of like tweets and I get people texting me uh and I, I read the blog and it it's it there are times when it is one hundred percent downer negative for Oilers fans. And it's not rational and I get it. I can't read any of them because they're they're just they're just anger. They're just venting, right? And I understand that. I got one for you. Okay. Nolan Vesey or was yes. it Vesey? Bessie, yeah. Bessie, that was for a seventh round pick in 2020 that turned out to be Jeremiah Lindwall. Yeah, I'm going to tell you a story about that. <laughs> the 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 deal was conditional on him signing an NHL deal, and he didn't. So the Oilers drafted Jeremiah Lindwall. 
And you know what? We knew it. Martin Morenson for Brad Ross. There you go. Portland Winterhawks alumni, I believe. Yeah. And they, got, they, they, they traded that pick for Eric Griba. Remember him? I do, yeah. From Gigantor, the Sands, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That, that was the, the Chiarelli's first draft, or one of them, I believe. Yeah. And we were talking about, okay, he's, he's adding some truculence. He's making yeah. this team tougher. Mayan Oil says, I think the entire organization and fan base needs a sports psychology department. Anybody know the number for that gal from Ted Lasso? She is good. Well, she was good. Saying, maybe. All right. More of your comments on the way. We'll talk about the orders or anything else you want. Just text us and we will definitely respond, uh, Connor and I. Uh, just so you know, our, our young friend is out on the road today with Jason Greger. Where are they? They're down at the Ice House. Nice. Just down in Very the Ice nice. District. Uh, they'll be there from 2 to 6. And then Brandon Douglas from our morning show will be there from 6 onwards. So go see them. Uh, they'll buy you a drink, maybe give you a hat or a sticker. It's the place to be. Beautiful. I'm going to be stuck here by myself. Those hats are going like like hotcakes. Yeah, they, pe- oh. they people like them. Yeah. You've got a long day today. Do you need a coffee or tea or a Cuban lunch or anything? Or uh, Brandon actually grabbed me a coffee. Okay. It's actually, I'm not complaining. It's, right. you know. Well, if you, I mean, if you'd applied yourself in school a little more, you'd have a, you know. You'd, uh, I could work longer days. Higher trajectory. <laughs> As a lawyer or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, we'll take a break. It's the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440 with Sly Family Stone. He was so good before he smoked half of Peru. And then he was still pretty good, but that was a great band. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. We love them. Whoa, their low tide, low shot at Connery is one of the good ones in school. Also one of the smartest from James. He today told me that he didn't apply himself. And he did the homework during Monday Night Football. I'm just ripping it up. Sometimes on the bus there, James Magali. Hello, James. Yeah, we were in uh, drafting together in high school out at Shep. Hmm. I wouldn't. That, that's very high praise, but uh, I don't know about the smartest. Well, I don't. I I think I can chime in, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm As I mature, I'm a nicer guy. Not really. Not at all. Uh, good day, fellas. I thought you were gone for good. My son told me yesterday where to find you. What an awesome Christmas gift. So glad to hear you guys on the air. Love your show. Great sports talk from Darcy. Darcy, you made my day. Thank you. It's very kind of you. Pretty sure you should explain what a Cuban lunch is before offering. <laughs> you can't find those in too many places these days, can you? Uh, they're available. I, I I I talk to them. There's a person in I think Leduc who makes them, and they're mm. available in the stores. They're very good. Pretty sure you should probably. Oh, I already read that. Also, be amazed if you could find one outside, maybe a gas station on the way to Speedy Creek or something these days for Modite. They're they're available in stores. I think Safeway has them. Up at the till. Yes, they I've never do. had yeah, one yeah. before, but no. I go I go for the name brands. You know, that's me. The big names. LT, what day am I going to get a new goalie to watch? Well, um, looks like Skinner plays tomorrow. They might call up Jack Campbell or give him another start. Um, I think they're going to pay the Piper. I think they're going to pay 
and pay and pay and pay. Go get Vladar. He signed 2.2 times 2. You can have him and Skinner for the next two years at 4.8. You're buying out. You're buying out Jack Campbell. Not fooling anybody. Are the Oilers better with 97 and 29 centering their old lines? Well, I mean, they, they are more efficient scorers together. They really are. If you need a goal, put them together. I would always run them separately. You can get a Canadian, a Cuban lunch at Canadian Tire. There you go. Oilers fans don't deserve nice things. The pre-planning of the parade this year is karma for what's happening now. Did anybody else notice that McDavid was minus three? Everyone is playing poorly. It's a tire fire, Craig Tavs fan. I think they're just look. I'm I'm going to come to their defense. They're 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 this is team is so much better than they are showing. They are in their own heads, and it's. Haven't you ever had this happen to you? And I'm not defending them. I know they have to get better, but have you not had like like anything in your life where it just it kept going wrong and worse and worse and worse. And you eventually have to hit bottom, and then you you begin to rise from the ashes like a phoenix. That's what happens. We've all done that. I have. I, I, I Connor probably has. Quick Sandal. Yeah. Yeah. You've seen the replacements? Yes, I have. Keanu Reeves talks about quicksand. Yep. You try to move, you just keep going down, getting deeper. Yeah. Somebody said this the other day, so I'm stealing it. But, you know, when I was young, I watched... All kinds of television shows, mostly westerns, and quicksand was everywhere. I felt quicksand was just around the corner all the time when I was a kid. I, if I noticed some little bubble or something that made a noise, I'd think that's quicksand over there. And then you get to be an adult, and there's not any damn quicksand to be found. There's no quicksand. So what replaced it in terms of fear? I'll tell you what it replaced it in terms of fear. It's those. You know how sometimes everything's fine and then the earth just kind of caves in and cars go in and... Sinkholes? Yes. Scares the living daylights out of me. I don't like sinkholes. Uh, There's a lot of holes I don't like. Sinkholes is number two. On the topic of things that, you know, you thought were going to be a real problem and weren't, um, scorpions for me. Oh, yes. And the Bermuda Triangle. Oh. I feel like we haven't had a missing plane in a while in the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, because they don't go there anymore. They, <laughs> they avoid they're it. not foolish anymore. <laughs> I was watching years ago, I went to the, um, you know, the, the theater that has the 3D, what's it called? 3D theater? IMAX, thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, I've only seen one movie there. And I think it was about Easter Island. And they had, there's a, there's a time of year where the fiddler crabs come. And the fiddler crabs, they move funny and like herky-jerky and they're scary looking. And I don't think they do anything to humans. But I am afraid of fiddler crab season on Easter Island. I, I, I would have to go at a time that fiddler crabs weren't whatever the hell they do. I'm assuming it's some kind of mating ritual. So I got a lot of fears. <laughs> the orders are taking back Joel Armia would offset part of the cost of unloading Jack Campbell. Campbell and Borgo plus draft picks for Montembeau and Armia. LT, thoughts on trade to fix the oil. If they were to target a goalie in Detroit, say Reimer, and take back clean cost, then he's making $2 million. Maybe they want to dump him and that cap. Maybe Campbell, one mil retain, and Broberg and a pick for Costin and Reimer. I don't think they're going to try. Detroit's doing pretty good, right? I don't think Detroit's suffering at all. 
These are trades you make at the deadline when you've lost the playoffs. You, the fan base in Detroit m- might be rallying around this team. They are nine, six, and three, four, four and two in their last ten. Yeah, and so they're they're in a playoff thing. Vladar is worse than what we have, sir. No, thank you. He's not. He's not worse than what you have. Vladar is a good goaltender, and he's got a track record. His three-year numbers are really good. I wrote about it in the Athletic. It's a, it's a. It, I believe it's a very good piece, and I recommend you read it. Perry and Morazic for Campbell, Broberg, Borgo in a first. Uh, no. Tied, if the orders could put Campbell on LTIR, we gain his full cap hit. No, it's, I can't remember what it is. What's the cap hit? I, I, I guess if you're on LTIR, it is, but they're not going to do that. He shut out uh, Coach Allo Valley the other day. He's coming back unless they make a trade. The Otis could make the playoffs. Somebody's saying playoffs. The Otis could make the playoffs. And if they do, they are going to be more hell than a little bit for anybody. They're going to be like a, a snake. They're going to be vicious, serpentine, all over hell's half acre. They'll be tough because they'll have, they'll have gotten a reprieve from the governor. Do something big if you're going to do something. Talk to Boston and do what it takes. They're not getting Swayman. Look, I I follow the Bruins very closely. Not as closely as I follow the Oilers, obviously, because I write about the Oilers. But the Bruins are are at, they got one, they got one, and they're not giving them up. They they learned from Daniel Bouchard in the seventy two expansion draft. Now Linus Olmark is a guy you could get. He's five mil. He's signed for two more years, and he has a no uh, movement clause, no trade clause. He's a guy you could get. But I do believe Boston is a team you could make a trade with. I think Boston has the talent to make a trade. The player they want is Leon Dreisaitl. You're talking next year, correct? In the summertime, yeah. Yeah. If he doesn't sign, they're going to have to. What, did I scare you? No. Well, oh, okay. I just I thought, you know, as good as Boston is, would they make a move right now? I don't think so. 14, 1, and 3? No, they're there. What the heck? Oh, man, I they're they, so good. I thought they lost all their centers. <laughs> you know what? You know, I'll tell you what. I, uh, this is the, the important thing to remember about the Boston Bruins is they have always had one stud defenseman. There's a guy there every day. From the time I was a kid, it was Bobby Orr. Then it was Raymond Bork. Or it was Orr, then Park and Orr, and then Park, and then Raymond Bork, and on down the line. And they always have a guy. They always, always, always have a guy. And then it was Chara. Lord, it was Chara. I loved Zidane Chara. I would still try to sign him today. I'm not even kidding you. You know he's been running marathons? I saw that, yeah. Like I mean, he's like, all right, guy, I'm too old to play hockey. I'm just going to relax and go on a boat. Oh, wait a minute. I'll run marathons instead. And he's run like five in 11 days or something. I'm lying, but it's, 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 he's a freak. One of my favorite Zidane Chara stories is, and I'll get off of it because I know it's not really related to anything and I can ramble. When he was, when he went to Prince George, they, the, his, his billets were told that he's a tall kid. Char was six, nine, by the way. They said he's a tall kid. And so 
but he's a great like they his billets loved him. So he arrives and like he, they've got a normal bed for this guy, and he's like, I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> And he wasn't fine because his legs would have, you know, stuck out till forever. So they had to get him a special bed. But he's been very good to his billets. By the way, he played uh, 71 games in the AHL before catching on with the Honors. Then he went to the Sens. And then the Bruins got him. There's that, that still to this day, Chiarelli just started with the Bruins when that happened. And he wasn't supposed to be involved in anything. Well... Wasn't he? The NHL is a... F- I'm telling you, one day when I have all the time in the world, I'm going to write a book about Sam Pollock. And then people will say, you were right all along, Low Tide. You were right all along. Low Tide, can a player be put on LTIR for mental health struggles? There's an array of things they can be put on LTIR for. But you know what they can't do? They can't put you on LTIR the day after you get a shout-out, even in the AHL. How awesome was that, by the way? For Jack Campbell. Yeah, was, That's okay. so, I saw the game. He played really well. So good to see. Yeah, he played really well. I was very pleased for him. I, I cheer for him. I think he's a guy who he is really hard on himself. It is a very difficult time. But I saw his interview, and he's he was he's just so supportive of the players down there. He's been first class all the way. There's a lot to respect about Jack. I know people are mad at him, but there's a lot to respect about Jack Campbell as a person. If Oilers trade dry, there's no way McDavid will sign again. I'm telling you now, if we get to next summer and the Edmonton Oilers try to sign Leon Dreisaitl and he won't sign, they have no choice. You can't let him go for nothing. If they if they if they play Dreisaitl next year without a new contract and they don't win the Stanley Cup, then McDavid might not sign. I think McDavid will sign. As of right now, I think he'd sign. I don't know about Dreisaitl. I do remember the conversation and the negotiations that Mike Liu had years ago uh, when Dreisaitl was signing a second deal. And I do wonder if there's a relationship there that makes re-signing Leon Dreisaitl easier or more difficult. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. LT, Dreisaitl talk is too depressing. Maybe not yet. But Boston, any trade starts with McAvoy, Allmark, and a first. It doesn't work like that, Alex. You're you're trading for a rental. Even if you say, okay, take Dreisaitl and sign him, they're not going to trade you something that that helps them win the Stanley Cup. That's not how the trade will work or would work. You know, if you look at the Eichel trade, I think that's a really good template for what the Leon Dreisaitl trade might look like. And I'm sorry, I won't talk about it anymore because I don't want to be a jerk. Allmark is fine by me, but I imagine he's on the Auto 16 team. No trade list. I'm sure that's true. I bristle at Sam Pollock. Thank you. If I if I if I pass into that good night someday, and there's enough people on planet Earth who bristle at the word Sam Pollock or the name Sam Pollock. I will have done my job. And I have a book in me. I'm telling you right now, I don't know if I'll be around long enough to write it. But if I can write the Sam Pollock book, you will know that from the beginning of expansion in 67, 68 through 1980, the the books were cooked. Cooked, baby, cooked. 
And that cost Bobby Orr, that cost John Rattel, that cost a lot of guys, a lot of Stanleys. And the really, really tough thing is, the NHL did it to itself. Never trust a league that changes rules on the back of a napkin, ladies and gentlemen. 136, we'll take a break. More comments next. Low down with Low Tide on Sports 1440. That's a great piece of music. Well done, Connor. You're not just a pretty face. You know, I miss music like this. Yeah. There's a guy on Instagram, probably TikTok too. He just makes all these like kind of retro songs and he like titles them. You're going into a warehouse to (laughs) infiltrate a Russian mafia meeting. And then like, it's it's like, yes, that is perfect. That's from Heat or, you know, a classic movie like that. When um, last summer, when everything happened, at the radio station, I I, I had more, I had time right. And my daughter, sweet kid, she bought me Spotify. She said, "Dad, just listen to Spotify. You'll be happy. It's good mental health." And I got into New Order, all of their stuff that I remember from like the early to mid eighties, and maybe till nine, till the kids were born. When your kids are born, you're listening to Fred Penner. But before then, I was listening to a lot of New Order, and my God, they're good. Bizarre Love Triangle, all of that stuff is so good. Do you know that stuff? Uh, Blue Monday? Yeah. Do you I, know that song? I only know, if I've heard the cover, so then it led me to the original, but okay. uh, that'd be probably the only one I'm familiar with. Okay, well, try Bizarre Love Triangle. Okay. I'm, I'm on a real I'm on a real New Order kick. I really am. Uh, the Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. Buy yourself a brand new vehicle and listen to New Order when you're driving down the road. I'll give you an update here. The Detroit Lions, it's 29-22 Packers. Lions just scored. We've got an onside kick attempt here for the Lions. How many minutes? 41 seconds. Good for them. Good for them. The onside kick is up, and it's recovered by the Packers. Damn it all anyway. Sorry, Lions fans. <sighs> those those onside kicks are such you know high percentages. Remember when Peyton did it in the Super Bowl? Starting off the second half, yeah. Amazing. I, I, I'm a fan of Sean Payton. I, like... Uh, I, I like I I don't really know football like you know football, um, but I like Peyton because he's like an outsider, and the NFL always wants to punish him, and he just kicks their ass anyway. I love stories like that. I mean, he's a very good coach. That offense he had with Drew Brees, mm-hmm. outstanding. I'm I don't. All I can think of is. Uh, Bounty Gate and yeah. Kareem Jackson now. Yeah. Now Kareem Jackson getting suspended for all these games. Uh, but he is a very good football coach. He damn right he is. You know, they, the NFL doesn't like him. I don't care. I like him. What's left after Leon doesn't sign and then Connor doesn't sign for Edmonton? We love our hockey. Here's what's left. I, I want to, because it's such been such a downer show and I usually try to uplift you and I've, I, I really have just been stating facts today and I think that it's important that you know that. Um, but I, I want to, I want to, I want to give you something and I'm going to give you a name, Michael Parcati. So you have to follow what happens in what order. So last winter, I believe Daryl Cates reached his limit with Ken Holland, the patient GM, when he didn't make any moves to add forwards when the orders were down a pint 
or two in terms of forwards. And they lost a little bit of, they wavered a little bit, they didn't win the division, and I think Cates just said, okay, that's it. And he was casting about trying to find somebody, and he found Jeff Jackson as a CEO, CEO and he hires Jeff Jackson. Now, in the spot Jeff Jackson was in, is in, that's, that's the power spot in terms of hockey ops. So anything he does has great importance. When he hires a new amateur scouting director, well, that's important. He clearly felt that was an area they needed help in. So they get a guy, and it's his guy. And now, moving forward, we'll see what that means. He hires Michael Parcati to implement, put together, run analytics. It means that the CEO is going to hire somebody. We talked to Daniel Nugent Bowman about this a couple of weeks ago at The Athletic. It means the CEO is going to put importance on hiring a general manager who values analytics. That's a big damn deal. It's a game changer. Because I will tell you, a lot of the deals you've seen in the last few years have not been analytics driven. The Duncan Keith trade was not analytics driven. They've been bleeding talent, draft picks, young players, on and on and on, yada, yada, yada. Not just for uh, rentals, but also for, you know, getting out of mistakes made, signing free agents. Well, if you if you have an analytics department, they're going to tell you, no, this is a bad one. This is not one you want to go with. And you're not going to get everything right. Not everything is 100%. If you want 100%, don't go out of your house. You'll 100% not be outside. Other than that, it's all a bet. There are all risks. Michael Parcati was a great bet. He just was. So if you're looking to hang your hat on something, Parcati, he's the guy. And who suffers because Parcati was hired? Only the little towns that have weird-looking statues or um, animals that have been stuffed full of something and because he likes to take pictures of those on the side of the road, like, you know, the egg in Vegraville. Those towns suffer because Parcati and his giant wallet aren't there to see you every summer. But the advantage for Oiler fans is a really smart guy is sending great information to the people that count. Don Ellis said he loved the Seahawks segment with Jen. We did, too. I thought it was brilliant. She's very smart. How cool would that job be? Sideline reporter? you got to keep your head in the swivel. Yes. Yes. But a cool game. And a great sports town, too. Like, they yeah. they, I mean, they, they need the basketball, right? When are they getting the basketball? That's got to be coming soon. No. They got the arena now. The Supersonics were so fun, and they left, and it was so bad. The whole Pacific Northwest was just flattened. Um, and Seattle is a beautiful city. Have you been to Seattle? Just the airport. Didn't love it. Good Pizza Hut. but uh... What the hell is wrong? <laughs> you can't make a decision about a city because of the Pizza Hut at the airport. Well, I said it was good, though. I mean, I, I didn't knock it. I, I, oh! The turbulence coming in wasn't great. I'd love to go to Seattle, though. I mean, take it's me, take me now, Jesus. Take me now. Take it's a me now. Quick trip. You could see the Mariners. I would. I would definitely be thrilled to go to Seattle and get a Starbucks. I'd probably skip the fish market. I'm not a big fish fan. Pice Place Market. Yeah, you'd love it. It's not about fish. But it, does it smell like fish? No. It's a. You are making all kind. Damn it! You're just like Declan. 
you young people today, you you know, you get a little sm- fish smell and you're like, oh, I don't want that. You go in there. You look at what they have. They can throw a fish 500 feet. You like football. You like quarterbacks. <laughs> they got some guys. I do like big-armed quarterbacks. So well, that- you'd like the fish throwing in there, and they got great grunge music everywhere you go. Yeah. They great music scene. And the fleet comes in, and you can see all the sailors in their perfectly white uniforms. You know? Less impressive, but not opposed to it. They make really good pizza, and there's little places along the way that make great pizza. You'd yeah, like that. The airport pizza. Hut. Great, great shopping. Uh, if you want to take a cruise around the harbor, you can do that. Seattle's a ripping joint, and they've got like baseball, they've got the hockey, they got the good football team. I I went to the airport. I didn't like it. I, did I say that? It was a bad experience. There was a lot of turbulence. We walked off the plane. There was a lot of uh, little puke bags on the ground. It was really bumpy, so it scarred me. But I would go back. Had some good good times at that airport for sure. Probably would skip the fish market. Space Needle, go see that. There's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. The Space Needle. There is awesome. a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the Rock and Roll Hall. No, of there's fame. a Rock. It's, I think it's called the Rock Hall. It might be something. It's not the. It's not the Cleveland Rock and Roll no. Hall. But I saw the Supreme sequin gowns and everything there. Okay. I saw a lot of Jimmy Page stuff. A lot of Seattle rock and uh, rock and roll. Um, so Gregor's live today at the Canadian Ice House, right? Yes, sir. And Two to six. He says he'll be dissecting the Oilers' defensive issues, triple header in the NFL, and more. He said, stop in, come say hi. Could get you a beer to ease your frustration. There you go. Jason Greger. Buying around. His hair thing, you know, he's he's sensitive about it, but he's also funny about it. Like, he's got a really wicked sense of humor, uh, and it's coming out over the hair, you know. He's he, he he's disappointed in himself for making the bet. Yes, you know, and for such a long time, unprovoked, wasn't a challenge. But you know what? You're you're getting a lot of joy and glee from Oilers fans, probably no more than Jason Strudwick, who is liking this a yeah. little bit too much. Yeah. Well, Struddy will pay somehow. <laughs> Remember Struddy one time, uh, he was wearing some funky jeans. They were like spider pants. Um, and he was singing Sweet Caroline. And I thought, this is peak strutty. But that I was wrong. Every day, I think, is peak strutty. They were live from Gazola's house once. Well, six months ago, maybe. And mm-hmm. strutty like, grabbed the wrong pants or something to wear to the Oilers game. No. And he couldn't get them on. It was like a full-blown Kramer situation. Come That's on. what I thought was peak strutty. But no, just a, just a legend. He really, I, I'm a big fan of Jason Strudwick. He's a, he's a delightful guy, you know, and usually I can put, I can find some way to put somebody down, but I can't with Strudwick. He's too good. Now that he, that shift is over. That shift ended about 10 minutes ago. That's how long it was. <laughs> LT, can we get five more Zach Hyman's? My God, that's a player. Holy Lord. I, I, I'm actually in awe of him. I don't know if you know the Hyman story. He writes children's books. He's a good person. I, I, every day I, I should try to be more like Zach Hyman. He's a good human being. And that's what we should all be. I should be kinder to people like Connor. I'm not going to be, but I should be. If McDavid and Dreisaitl leave, we get an absolute haul of assets and trades. It's win-win either way. If they stay, it's great. 
They leave. That's awesome. Well, you you have to trade them though. That's my point. You never go peak strutty. <laughs> oh man, he's a, he's a real character, you know, and and he's an NHL player. Like he played in the NHL, and he never. He never overblows that. If I played in the NHL, that's all I'd say. Hi, I'm low tide. I played in the NHL. Uh, and in sports today, I played in the NHL. The NFL has three games. I played in the NHL. That would be the show. He never mentions it. I would always tell him, you know, every once in a while, maybe you should let it know. Like, tell people when they argue with you, hey, I played in the NHL. But he, he wouldn't do it. No. He and I had a blowout argument twice on the same day a year apart about trading Nail Yakupov. He was right. I was wrong. He never said it to me after it happened. <laughs> he said, "He said, would this be a good day at the trade deadline? The first one, he goes, would this be a good day to trail, trade Nail Yakupov? And I said, no. No, you don't trade him now. And then the year later, he said, would this be a good day to trade Nail Yakupov? And I said, no, you don't trade him now. And then by the next year, it didn't matter. And he never, ever, ever called me on it. And he could have. I would have called him. Well, to be fair, he, he has held one name over your head for like five, ten years. Cody Franson, right? Yeah, Franson's a good, but he's wrong on Franson. <laughs> Franson was a good player. He just wasn't a great skater. Strutty, of all people, should respect <laughs> that. I mean, no disrespect or anything, but Strutty wasn't a burner. I mean, I'm sure his legs were burning when he came off, but that's not the same thing. Frank Sarvalli saying some speculation John Klingberg's season is over. That may be the case, but not definitive yet. Leafs uh, need more information on a path forward, rehab, or surgery. Either way, he's going to miss some time, hence the LTIR. Hall's out for the year. There's some money being shaken loose. Shaken? Shook? Shook loose? Is it shook or shaken? Shooketh. Oh, here we... Thanks. Thanks, Roger's Tesaurus. Jan Hammer. Was that Jan Hammer? I don't know, actually. I just kind of said it and moved on. Just just so you know, I know Declan doesn't play outro music, but when we... I'm going to. Well, uh, he also doesn't... At the start of the show at noon, he doesn't play the intro music, and he told me you couldn't, and you did. So he's a liar. Liar! You guys do your own thing. It's the Wild no, West. No. But I'm trying to restore some order here. I would like everybody to do it uniform. If you do it on the Jason Greger show, we should do it the same. For It's called a format. It's important. I work top 40. You got one minute here. Now you know. See? This is the way we do it. Bleeding Kruger. Lying to me, telling me we couldn't do stuff. Well, there's going to be a meeting. Who am I kidding? When am I going to have a meeting? I leave the station four minutes before the show's over. Thanks to Jen Mueller from Root Sports Northwest. And to Bag Milk from Oilers Nation, Jason Greger live on location on the way next. Thanks so much for tuning into the Lowdown. It's time for a sports update.